Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning. It's Friday morning, and uh, we're on Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. I've got some special guests today, and you're going to find out a lot about how you protect yourself if you're an investor, how to think through that process. Really, who's your advocate? Those are things that uh, we're going to discuss this morning. But one of the things that I want to tell you, I don't know if you've ever had this to happen, but recently in my office, I uh, was working one morning and going through the normal process of just doing business. And all of a sudden, it's about noontime, and uh, my one of the accountants in the office, actually my CFO, came in and said, you know, uh, the bank won't wire the money that you're wanting to wire. you got to sign this document. And and I looked at her, and I thought, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. What are, what are you talking about? What do you mean wire money? And uh you know, she literally went white uh, and had a seat, Art. She really did. I mean, it was a bad day. And uh, what has happened, what had happened is that this whole process of wiring money normally would have never even attracted anybody's attention. And, in fact, this person was sending a request for money that started with a normal email that would have come from me. It was so well documented. It looked just like something I would have sent her. The wording of it. Almost to the T, uh, every thought process that would have done. And she was back and forth. How much do you need? And what are we looking for? What are we going to do this? Is it personal? Is it business? All the normal questions that anybody would have asked for wiring money. And she finally decided that I was really requesting her to wire money. And when the bank said, well, we can't do it unless it's because they literally made a mistake. They went just a little over that number that the bank was comfortable with. And they said, uh, you know, we won't wire it unless we get his signature. So when she walks to my office, I hadn't even turned on my computer that day. Uh, it had been a very busy day and the whole process. So really, one of the things that I think so many of us are, you know, fearful is our security and our cybersecurity and all the problems that we have and protecting assets. And one of the things that I want you to know today is how do you... Get an advocate when somebody stole your money if you've got it invested. What are some of the things we've had clients to, you know, call and say somebody's hacked into my account or we've actually had requests that looks just like one of my board members who's a very good client, been a client for a long period of time, sends me an email and he says, hey, I'm up in the eastern part of the United States. I'm going to buy some furniture because I'm building this cabin. And I happen to know that he was building a cabin. And he's requesting about $12,000 to buy some furniture. Would I wire it to him and get it over with? And I, and I thought, you know, it didn't sound quite like Jerry, but I thought maybe it is. So I picked up the phone and just called him. I knew his cell phone number, no problem. And I said, Jerry, you wiring? You want me to wire some money to you? He said, well, no, I'm playing golf right now out at Windyke. So, I mean, this is the type things that we happen. Well, today, 
We're going to be talking with Loyal Wilson and Jeff Long. Now, Loyal Wilson is the Vice President, Chief Compliance Officer of Security and Financial Services, and Jeff Long is our Compliance Officer here in Memphis in the office. When we come back, you're going to find out how does protection come about? How do you get protection? Who's your advocate? What can you do? as the customer, as the client. Those are personal questions. Those are things we're going to dive into. So when we come back, stay with us. we got some really good programming today. Jim Shoemaker and Jeff Long are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Talk money. We'll return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and Search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back. Of course, I was telling you before we took the break that we were going to talk with some people that are going to help you know how, what, what kind of protection you can have, who's your advocate when it comes to somebody who has stole your money. You may know somebody that this has happened to. Or, you know, it, it, you have to be careful in today's world because people spend an enormous amount of time, energy, and money to hack into your emails. And so we're always thinking about cybersecurity, always thinking about how do I protect myself. Well, let me welcome to the program the Vice President and Chief Compliance Officer for Security and Financial Services, Mr. Loyal Wilson. Good morning, Jeff. Thank, Thank you, sir, you. and I'm glad you, you've been with us before on the program about three years ago, and I tell you, you, you do such a good job. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I always learn something when Loyal speaks, and so you need to be sure you pay attention to what he says because it's always interesting, and it's important for us to know what to do. But also, my guest is our Chief Compliance Officer here in Memphis, Jeff Long, and uh, Jeff's been on the program many, many times. Jeff, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, Jim. You know, guys, let, let's start. When we think of the security Securities industry. When we think of investments and, and the regulatory, we live under a, a huge cloud, you might say, of regulatory bodies. Now, I know the SEC and FINRA people kind of kind of know that, but loyal. What other agencies do we, as a, as an industry, have to answer to? Well, we're one of the most regulated industries in the world. Uh, we have, of course, the SEC, and we have FINRA. We also have the Department of Labor. We also have the different states. And Congress recently passed the uh, uh, Customer Protection Agency. So there are many, many agencies. And your firm, your chief compliance officers in your firm, they're responsible for protecting your clients and your reps. So there are a lot of places you can go to. I mean, you've got to know that there are people that you can talk to that are going to be your advocates and you can work with that. Jeff, I know you in the firm are having to monitor emails. I mean, you're looking for any time, just just for the email side, you look at 
emails that are triggered if they have a word. We can't say the word guarantee. We can't say the word, I mean, just a lot of things. What are you looking for? Well, you may say the word guarantee. You may be emphatic that it is guaranteed, but you need to be absolutely truthful. Yeah. There are many phrases that can go out in emails every day that will trigger oversight, if you would. And if you want to know where you can find an advocate, I'm sitting right yeah, here. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that that's is my whole reason for existing. Uh, I am for the protection of the people that we serve. And clients are our well, that's people who that we, we serve. serve. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that. I know I have had this told to me before that when, I'm, when I get in trouble, you know, I, I'm, I'm making an investment, and I feel like that the guy hasn't done the, a good job for me or whatever, uh, or he maybe hasn't done something. Everybody seems to think, well, I'm fighting the industry. They're going to protect him first. Loyal, that's not the case, is it? No, it's not. And the first thing a client should know and understand is that by law, every firm has to have a chief compliance officer who's looking out for the client's best interest. So if you got a problem with the rep, but you feel uncomfortable talking to the rep or the agent, you need to call the chief compliance officer of that firm. And that gets it started, then, from that standpoint. Now, from your chair in St. Paul, Minnesota, you're looking at many, many multiple firms, and you're dealing with issues every day. That's correct. And we have chief compliance officers in every firm that we have, Mm. and they all report up through me in my department at the home office. And we make sure that they're doing their job. We make sure that we have all the policies and procedures that they can follow to help them do their job to protect our clients. You know, I, I want everybody to know that uh, we're, we, we have been very fortunate not to have a lot of problems over the last 35, 38 years that we've been in existence. But we've had problems because and, – and, Lloyd, we were talking about this earlier. You have a kind of a, 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 a different mindset than most because of your particular career that you've chosen. You have to almost have a, a personality that is skeptical. I mean, you and I are talking today, and maybe you're not skeptical with me today, but I promise you <laughs> that I, you can turn skepticism on so quick. But that's really what you have to be able to do, isn't it? That's what I do. You know, I ask questions that other people won't ask or don't think about. I try to bring up situations that to make you concerned about what might be doing. Because that's what the criminals are doing. I have to think like the criminal to protect the client. And so we are always changing. No, wait a minute. Did I just understand you say you have a criminal mind? <laughs> <laughs> that's something we ought to republish it, put that out there. But I know exactly what he's thinking about. You do have to do that certain amount of skepticism, as you say, ask the questions that are tough questions. Yes. And I'm always... CSI is my favorite show. Now, I have all kind of licenses. I got all kind of degrees. But I've learned more from CSI than I have any degree. That's a great point. That's a great point. How does, how does the client get to an advocate like that? How do, what's the procedures? Well, there's a number of different avenues you can take. One, of course, you can call the chief compliance officer. But if you don't feel as though you're getting a good response from the firm or the chief compliance officer, then, of course, you can go to the regulator. You always have a state agency that you can start off with, or you have FINRA and the SEC that you can call direct. They have a 1-800 number. They have a website that you can go to, and you can give them your concerns. And believe me, within two days, the regulator or or the compliance officer in that firm will know about it. 
Okay, so in other words, there is a I know we've been audited, and when an auditor comes in, they're diving into a lot of the things that we're supposed to do and according to the regulatory bodies. And so when we're breached that, they're really in there to help us get correct. That's correct. Yeah, they make sure that we do it on a timely basis. They want to make sure that we have an answer for the client, that we research their concerns. It didn't just blow them away. We we actually dug in there and find out what's wrong and how to help the client because that's what they do. Now, the client, let's make sure that everybody listening understands, the client has a complaint because the market's down since January. That might not be a compliance issue. That's an investment issue. But it becomes a compliance issue when maybe it wasn't suitable for the client to be invested in pork bellies and plywood when they're 90 years old, right, Loyal? Yes, we have many concerns, not just the fact that someone might take advantage of you or steal your money, but they have to do the right thing by the client. Each one of us are supposed to be doing business as if we're doing it with our grandmother. We want to make sure that we're doing the right thing for her. And so if you're an elderly person and you're concerned about stable income coming in from your investments and someone puts you in pork belly or gold, those are the types of things that are concerning to us as compliance officer, and we want to make sure that we correct those types of things. Now, we want to make sure we everybody understand we're not recommending pork bellies or gold or plywood. <laughs> that was just an example for everybody. But, I mean, the key is is that you've got to be sensitive, sensitive to what you're doing. I know, Jeff, sometimes you have to sit down with an advisor and say, explain to me why you're doing this because we want to make sure we understand on behalf of the client. Well, now I'm going to pat you on the back kind of inadvertently, but for the 40 years that you and I have worked together, you've been very emphatic about how we conduct business. We have basically for 40 years said, just do the right thing. But the right thing can become subjective at times and suitability for an investment you know, it's obvious you don't sell Ms. Matilda, retiree, 83 years old, a bunch of penny stocks. Right, That's right. not obviously not suitable. But in today's mixed and matched uh, uh, variable products, the insurance industry blended with securities industry, and all of a sudden it gets very complicated. And so sometimes making sure that we're doing the best right thing for the client becomes the big issue. You know, one of the things we tell everybody – Almost every week, it seems like, that if you don't understand what you're doing, ask enough questions. If you don't understand it, figure, get somebody that can explain it to you so you can understand it. And that's that's uh, maybe a little more difficult than we used to be, but today it's still imperative. What, do you, what would you say to the, to the client, uh, well, Loyal? Well, nowadays you, you have Google. You can go and Google things that, to help you know what questions to ask because you may not know all the questions that you can ask. But you go into Google, you put it in there, you learn a little bit more about it, and then you go and ask additional questions. So we want to make sure we do the right thing by our client. Okay, now let me ask you this, guys. Cybersecurity. Why, Loyal, is that important to me? It is extremely important today because our world of technology is advancing so quickly and so fast Everybody wants to do business easy. Everybody wants things fast and in a hurry. And the criminals are taking advantage of this opportunity by doing more things via the Internet than they were before. It is so much easier to steal money via the Internet than to walk into a bank with a gun and try to hold it up. 
and it's just easy for them. And, and I'll give you a story if you don't mind. Sure. No, go ahead. I mean, we had a situation where a client's email was hacked. Now, you need to understand as a client or, or just as a person, you may not know when your email is hacked. These people, they come in, they hack into your email, and they gather information, and they may wait years before they use it. They learn about you. They learn your passwords if you ever used it in your email. They learn what you're going to do in life if you ever put it in an email. If you correspond with your family and your kids and your neighbors and you talk about what you, when you're going to be on vacation, now the hackers know when you're going to be on vacation. In the email you put in that, uh, <clears throat> you're going to be building a house and you're saving money to do that. Now the hackers have that information. Mm. So when they send out an email pretending to be you, they know all about you. And they may wait years before they use it. And so our particular situation, we got an email into the office and it had all the client's information as if uh, we knew the client and they asked to have money wired out. And it came from an address, an email address that looked exactly like the client's email address. There may have been a dash instead of a line. There may have been a dot or a small letter versus a capital letter. It's such a subtle change, you won't even notice it in the email address. So we think that it actually came from the client. And then the client asked to have money sent out to them. Now, there's all kind of policies and procedures in place that we're supposed to follow. But there can always be human error. If a rep is trying to help the client because they know the client, <clears throat> if a rep is trying to speed things up, and if we notice that they're pushing to get this done right away. You know, the Congress passed something called the Red Flag Act, which means we're supposed to pick up red flags mm. to give us an indication that it may not be you. So if you've never asked to have money wired out before and all of a sudden you're doing it three, four times in a row, that's a red flag. If all of a sudden you, you, you want money, normally you ask for a check to be sent out, but you're asking for a wire to be sent out, that's a concern. And the perpetrators nowadays, they know so much about you, we think it's you. Hmm. So you always have to check to make sure, check on your account and do many things. So... What happened in this particular case, we had a human error. Someone didn't call the client to follow up, and money was wired out of the client's account. Now, the good thing is, with our firm, Securian, we always make sure the client is taken care of. So they got that money back right away. But now I have to go after the perpetrator and, and, and try to prosecute them. And is that easy to do? I mean, these guys are very good at what they do, so... I mean, how do you even find them? I mean, there could be they could be in the darkest jungle of Africa doing this as long as they got the internet. That's exactly right. That's why that crime is so easier to do oh, yeah. nowadays than to go into the bank where they, they got cameras and other things right. looking at you. No, we almost never find these people. Wow. But we do have the cooperation with the bank and other ent entities to help us identify these people. In this particular case, the guy took the money and he put it into the bank, into a bank account at the bank. I called the bank and had them freeze the account. Years ago, they would not have cooperated with us because I'm an outside entity. They don't know me. Right. They don't know the money is stolen. I haven't proved it's stolen, but I know it is. But they were kind enough and cooperative enough 
to freeze the account, and they couldn't get that money out. Now, they took some of it out, but the most of it they didn't. They, they froze the account. So now you'll see cooperation between separate entities like the bank and the brokerage firm and, and trust companies, where before, because of, of your personal information, we couldn't share information to try to protect you. Sure. They've made those regulations so tough they made it tougher for us to protect you. You know, we don't think about this, but, again, it is just ongoing. We've had several of those in the several office. Several attempts at the office, right? yes. I had one just a couple of weeks ago where I got a phone call. They were, you know, closing on their house tomorrow. Again, you know, lawyer, you talked about the urgency. And it sounded legitimate. The lady was extremely nice. It was She's calling for her husband. You know, but you're talking about red flags. You have to be sensitive and run up those red flags and that's what we did, and we, we never followed up. And of course, but, but we're so we're so key to instant access today. You know, it's Amazon, it's eBay, it's PayPal, and we've got to the point where I don't even think we think about a secure site anymore. Right. When is the last time you look for the secure site? Yeah. It's just we assume everything is secure, and it definitely is not. So how do we go about protecting ourselves? Well, from a client's point of view, there's a number of things that you should do. Even though you want to make it easier for you to do business, you really have to take the time to look at your account. All right, let's do this. I, I, I want to hear every one of those, and I want everybody listening to stay with us because we're going to take a break. But you're going to walk us some things that they need to be sensitive to, how they manage this, and how do you protect yourself. And so when we get back, Loyal and Jeff will walk us very specifically through the details of what you need to be doing because you're going to have this experience. If you haven't already had it or know somebody that's had one, Get ready. It could happen to you today before the day's over or next week. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to hack into your account. Somebody's going to try to steal your money. Loyal says it. It's a whole lot easier to do that than it is to run to the bank. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return after this. Take a second and think about the three most important goals or priorities in your life right now. At Shoemaker Financial, their team of qualified and experienced financial professionals is committed to helping you achieve these goals or priorities. From insurance needs to college funding, retirement, or estate planning, Shoemaker Financial is here to help you accomplish your long-term financial objectives. To learn more, visit ShoemakerFinancial.com or contact them at 901-757-5757. At Shoemaker Financial, it's not just the plan. It's the results. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the listener as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, today we're not talking about investing, but we're talking about the results of you've had business that maybe you've made an investment and somebody's trying to steal it from you. Or maybe you've got some, you know, a rogue advisor that has done that. And what do you do? My guest is Loyal Wilson. He is the Vice President, Chief Compliance Officer of Secure and Financial Services, our broker dealer. And of course, also here with me is our Chief Officer, Compliance Officer here at Shoemaker Financial. And that's Jeff Long, my long 
relationship. Jeff, you said earlier, you know, it's over. You don't have to tell everybody how long we've worked together. You know what I'm saying? That's August stuff they, 1976. No, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> you know, that's just not, that's not necessary. Can we edit that out somehow or do something? But, hey, guys, you know, I think this is one of those programs that, that people, we all, it's always on the table. It's always out there. How do I know I'm being protected? And so the question I got, Loyal, is how do I know if my personal email or has been hacked and what has that got to do with my investment account? If it's been hacked, is that really kind of going to be a problem for my investments? Well, the bad thing is you don't always know when it's hacked. And the perpetrators, the criminals, sometimes wait years before they use the information. Now, you said that earlier. You talked about the fact that if, it, if you don't know it's been hacked, they still can be gathering data from you. That is correct. So there's a number of things you can do just to protect yourself and to be careful with. And one, and one of the most important things, changing your passwords. Now, I know every time you open up an account, every time you do something, everyone is asking you for a new password or a different password. And so you may have 20 different passwords, but it's important that you change that password often. But, lawyer, why not just make them all the same password? Then I don't have to remember 20. (laughs) Then the the criminals, they remember it. They remember it. You need to change that. That is one of the most important things that you can do to protect yourself, changing the password. Another thing you can do is check on your account. If you're able, don't wait until you get a statement every month. If a criminal does something on day one, you may not know about it for 30 days because you're waiting on your next statement. If you can, go into your account and check it often. I check my bank account often because I may have used my password on my email, sending it to my brother or a family member. You never know. Check it often. So when when you're checking it now, are you doing this by making a phone call to the bank to talk to a live person, or are you checking it from what you're seeing on the Internet? From you, in your account, you know what I'm saying? You, you can do both. Okay. You, you got the 1-800 number that you can still use to check on your account. That's probably the safest route. You can also check it via uh, the Internet, which does not necessarily go through your email address. So that's a little bit different. Okay, that's a good point. Jeff, you had something that you, you see this a lot. Well, I, I guess something just dawned on me. If you walk into a bank today to steal someone's money, you know that there's cash back there in the vault. There's cash in those drawers that the right. tellers all get. So you know it's a very physical thing to steal somebody's money at the bank. But everything we do in our bit, we're not even allowed to touch cash. Right. We can't take cash. Right. So everything we do is electronic. So everything today is subject to these people who are very astute at breaking these codes. Yes. But how, how you protect yourself is you check your statement, and you don't necessarily just check the statement that the rep sends you. If a rep puts all your statements together in one list, one compartment, and they send that out to you, that is not how you check your statements. You will get an official audited monthly statement from us, Securian, either monthly or quarterly. You compare what the rep sends you to what you have on that official statement. Okay, let's make sure we clear up something here. I have my chief compliance officers here in the office. We do not allow <laughs> at Shoemaker Financial to compile a statement and send it to somebody. You're, no. lucky, you're talking about each individual, and that's I understand what you're saying. If you get a statement that looks like it's been 
pulled from a bunch of things and typed up, and it's not what you would consider an audited statement, that's a in my opinion, that's a flag, Loyal, is it? That, that is definitely a red flag. And that's how a lot of rogue reps or bad reps might get away with a crime because a client is looking at the statement that the rep sent and say, oh, my investments look fine and I'm getting a good return on it. But they don't, they don't open up the mail for those other statements that come on a quarterly or monthly basis because they're too busy and they have it all compiled in one statement that the rep sent them, and they never compare the two. You have to do that. All right. Now, we talked about you being skeptical, and Jeff referred to that as a criminal mind. We got that. I understand all that. But the reality is, you know, what I sense and what I'm thinking is here's somebody listening thinking, well, you know, can I trust my advisor? And we're kind of almost saying, well, be careful, you know, because you may not can trust your advisor. And the reality is, you're really looking at a long-term reputation here and how, you know, how somebody builds that. But but you do need to be a little skeptical. Oh, yes. I always say trust but verify. Uh, Those good. are my key words. I, I live by it. I want you to live by it. Trust but verify. Well, that's a big statement. Yes, Jeff? Well, I, you know. Let's, let's share some responsibility here. We have, I know that we have had clients that we offer everybody computer access to their account statements, True. quote, online. They can go online every day during business hours and get their exact balance. And yet they turn it down. I'm not computer oriented. I don't need that access. But what I'm hearing you say, Loyal, is, is Take the computer access. Give yourself a way to verify your account balances. Don't wait the 30 days. Develop yeah. a habit of checking in periodically. Well, you know, sometimes, Jeff, we in the office will actually go online with the client mm-hmm. and help them get their statement. And, again, it, it is that sometimes you got some that say, well, I just don't know how to do that. I don't do that, especially in the older generation, which, in my opinion, is the that's, most vulnerable. Like that's age discrimination. The most vulnerable. Well, I, I'm not <laughs> discriminating. I'm just saying that, to me, is the most vulnerable group of people because – by nature, they're trustworthy. By nature, you build that relationship. And by nature, they are susceptible, mm-hmm. I think, to what can happen in this industry, whether it's somebody's hacked into an email account or it's a rogue investor. When I come back, I want to talk about rogue investors. Loyal, I want you to, because I know you've had that experience with them. We're going to take a break in just a second. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Loyal Wilson. She's the Vice President and Chief Compliance Officer with Securian Financial Services, and Jeff Long, who is our Compliance Officer in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening to Talk Money, and I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we're coming back, and we're going to find out what do you do when you've been introduced or you've met or you've been had by a rogue investor. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts of the Talk Money program are available for iOS mobile devices. Go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. Talk Money will return right after this. Though he is most famous for his very public part in the Scopes trial in Dayton, Tennessee, which concluded his life in 1925, William Jennings Bryan made a lasting impression on many aspects of American civil life and on the shape of our cultural landscape. Devout, populist, and progressive, Bryan was known as the Great Commoner for his faith in the collective wisdom of the American people. 
During his run for president in 1896, Bryan set the standard for future campaigns, delivering over 500 speeches across the nation while the other candidates stayed home and was the first presidential candidate to campaign in a car. Though he never won the presidency, his efforts were rewarded by his appointment as Secretary of State under President Wilson. After resigning from this post in 1915, Bryan remained publicly active and campaigned vigorously for women's suffrage, which was passed as a constitutional amendment five years later. The phrase, he kept the faith, is his epitaph. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search for Shoemaker Financial. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, we're talking with Lloyd Wilson, Vice President of Secure and Financial Services. He is a compliance officer. He's skeptical. He's got a criminal mind. We find <laughs> out he just he looks at everybody with some degree of skepticism, but that's his job because he's there to protect us, the the us being the consumer, we're the consumer, we need protection, we need somebody who's saying do it according to the rules and the regulations and do it for the client so that they are taken care of and that's Lowell's job. Also, we're talking with Jeff Long. That's his job here in Memphis to, to, to look at us each and every day and say, guys, this is about the client. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about any things you do. It's about the client. At the end of the day, if the client's not served and the client's not taken care of, we should not be in business. So that's what we're talking about. Now, let me say this, guys. Recently, uh, I'm going to say in the last five years, uh, I got a phone call one morning and uh, from a client, great client. Boy, they called and said, hey, have you heard about Stanford? And everybody remembers Stanford, investment company here in the city. Big splash, big, big, you know, saw it everywhere, people running around and stuff. And I said, no, what, you, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, hang on a second. And so he patched in a phone number, and all of a sudden I'm listening to a recording that was saying, uh, you know, that they're closed, that the offices are closed. If you have an investment with them, contact this number, da-da-da-da-da. And he just simply said, okay. I just want to never hear this phone call at Shoemaker Financial. I got it. I get it. I think it's critical. Loyal, how do you deal with that? How, do you, how, does, how does the client make sure they're not working with some rogue or, or, or a fake? I mean, this, this, was a, this was a particular investment that, and I'm not going to get into details of that, but uh, was promising something that was a little out of the, out of the box. Uh, you know, all you got to do is reach back to the old saying, that if it's too good to be true, then it is. It's these old things that will protect us in our modern world. If with the Stanford accounts, he was promising high returns. Yeah. When everybody else in America was getting, and I'll just throw the numbers out because I don't know the numbers for sure, but let's say that everybody else was getting 2% and he was promising 9%. If you get 9% when everybody else is paying 2%, something is wrong. That is the key. Yeah. That's the red flag right there. You talk to your neighbor and say, oh, I'm getting 16% from my rep. Something is wrong because in the, today's economy, in the bank account, you get less than 1% on your savings. Mm. And if somebody promised you 16%, that's a red flag. 
It is not true. That's a problem. You should call someone. So, and you know that. But we're we we want our clients to trust us. But you said trust, but verify, and yes. I think that is so critical. But let me. You regulate us now. You know, and you have a heavy hammer. I mean, I have been on the receiving end of that heavy hammer. Not not bad, but <laughs> but 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 I I appreciate that. In other words, I like the fact that I know somebody is uh, kind of making sure that I stay within the realm because we're all susceptible to maybe stepping out. We don't mean to, but there are people out there today that don't have a loyal or don't have a Jeff, and they're doing things a little different. What's your thoughts well, there? That, that's correct. You know, you, you have federally uh, regulated SEC uh, for some uh, IAs, you have state regulated, and on the state side, your small IAs, and that means they're under a hundred million dollars. The small IAs may not have an audit for ten years, fifteen years. So we are heavily regulated, and, and I call it tough love between me and Jim because <laughs> I is. love him, but I but I'll take care of him because <laughs> he wants to take care of you, and I want to take care of you and him. Yes. Sometimes it's a little bit of tough love. I love it, but you, you have to be careful about that. You get into a small IA company; they don't have the manpower, they don't have the people available to look after you, and if you go to a shop where it's only two or three people. They're wearing many hats. They're wearing the president hat, the chief compliance officer hat, the operations hat. And so they cannot protect you the way you can with a larger firm. And that's why we've been around 137 years, 137 years. There's nothing I know been around 137 <laughs> that's years. That's true. That's true. You know, I think that's, that's what people forget is that sometimes when somebody's promising you something that seems to be too good to be true, you should check it out. And at the same time, be careful. Bernie Madoff, just just for a short time here, seconds, you know, give me the thought process. That's a name that everybody, as soon as you say, hey, that's a Bernie Madoff, you know, we all know that name. Walk us through what happened there. Bernie Madoff was at the top of the food chain. He was well-respected, and he was so well-respected, people trust him, but they didn't verify. Mm. They trusted him. Didn't verify. I saw situations where people would write him a check for $25 million. Never got a statement. Never knew what happened. They trusted him, but they didn't verify. And that money went elsewhere. He started producing his own statements because he ran the shop. He had his own CPA firm, accounting firm, that was supposed to have checks and balances. We have an outside consultant uh accounting firm that looks at us. He had his own firm looking at that. So you got to have checks and balances. Even in my company, you know, the president of the company, I am over him in regards to compliance matters. He runs the firm, but I still get to check and see what he does. With Bernie Madoff, he was at the top of the food chain. Nobody looked at what he was doing. You know, Loyal, how, how can we, how do we become so susceptible to that? I mean, you know, you say that, and I'm thinking, that is so obvious to me that you'd have to say, there's a flag, there's a flag, there's a flag. Yet people didn't see the flags. They trusted him too much. They don't always know about the flag. They just trusted him too much. You got to trust and verify. Trust and verify. That's the main thing. 
You know, I, I think about that, and I, I guess uh, when we when we try to do that, you know, I, I I sense from Loyal that he loves what he does. He's very passionate about it. I know he's there to protect people, to protect the client. And when you talk about where you are the person that is responsible for the, the client, the, the service that we do, how we do it, the rogue person checking that out. You know, Loyal, I can say this, and I say this with all due respect, that, that I appreciate what you do because it frees us up to really focus on the client. And when we are able to do that and focus really to do the right, and you keep us, well, I want to talk about OBAs when we come back because that's something of, a, of an issue for our industry that we have to be careful with. But I think what I want our listeners to understand is in a firm that is working on behalf, and there's a lot of them, folks, there's tons of great, high quality, high, I mean, just ethical, strong companies that are doing a great job for you, and they always have a loyal. They always have somebody that's checking him out because some person might just decide to not do what's right. And you need that advocate that takes care of that. When we come back, we'll talk some more about that. I am going to talk about a guy that, um, you know, he I know how he's got the hammer, and I've listened to that. He's going to tell us a story about some of the hammers that he's had to pull out and uh, smack a couple of people. So we'll be able to talk about some actual history. I'm looking forward. Of course, the names will be changed to protect those that are innocent. We'll be back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. Stay tuned with us. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the listener as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. Talk Money will return right after this. Have you thought about pursuing a career in financial services but have no experience in the industry and need training? If you are goal-oriented, highly motivated, and enjoy working with people, you have the skill set Shoemaker Financial is looking for. Shoemaker Financial is continuing to grow their team of financial advisors in the Mid-South, and they're ready with the training and tools you need to get started. With over 35 years of providing professional advice, quality products, and excellent service in the Mid-South, you too can now be a part of their growing firm. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, contact Keisha Parrish at 901-757-5757 or email at kparish at shoemakerfinancial.com. Helping you make the most of your money. This is Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. And now, once again, here's your host for Talk Money, Jim Shoemaker. Well, I'm talking with Loyal Wilson, Vice President and Chief Compliance Officer for Security and Financial Services, and Jeff Long, who is the Compliance Officer here for Shoemaker Financial. And I guess we've been kind of walking through the, the process of how do you, how, what's your personal experiences that you've had, maybe the thoughts that we all, could, you know, I know I've hit some of those that you have listened to and thought, well, I know somebody that had that to happen. How do you get the client, uh, you know, how do you as the client get an advocate? Well, we've kind of walked through that process. And what is the customer, what is the client do? What are you able to do? And, and Loyal has kind of given us some of that. But Loyal, give us some of those where, where you have had to pull out the hammer. I mean, uh, you've, got a, you've got a tough job because sometimes the people that you're having, I can remember one that I'll, I'm going to set this up for you because, I mean, I can remember uh, asking a person, you know, can I can't believe you did this because and it's a personal thing. So here's here's I'm going to lay it out, and I didn't even nobody knows that I'm going to ask this question. So you know, no telling what I'm going to get here. But there was a person that did something that is absolutely wrong to do. But he was a nice guy. He actually signed something on behalf of a client and turned it in. 
In other words, he forged a signature. Now, you know, that's bad. But he was a nice guy. But tell us what happened. Forgery is against the law, (laughs) period. You should know that. Even as a client, you tell your rep, I can't make it in the office. Can you sign it for me? That rep is supposed to tell you, no, I can't do that. And you say, well, I'll give you my permission to do that. Then I say, no, the rep cannot do that. You if you forge something with our company, you will be terminated. That's what I do. I'll go out and make sure that that is stopped right away. And it's for your protection as a client. Because if you pass away, they force the signature, and one of your heirs, one of your kids or your grandkids say, hey, this is not my mom's signature. This is not my grandma's signature. They will be right. And we would have to pay that money again. And you're not going to do that. You're not going to put up with somebody. You know, I think so many people forget that, that, that there is a protection out there for you. There is ways, and you just need to know that. What are some other, some other of those where you – that was a big hammer. By the way, that was a personal friend, a guy that, that – I mean, and I think that was the dumbest thing in the world to do. But this guy was not a rookie rep. Mm. He had years of experience, but he just made a mistake. He just wanted to help his clients, and, and, and I understand that. I, I, I get that. I'm okay with that. But you got to follow the rules and procedures that we put in place to protect the client. I know the client is sometimes thinking, well, why do I have to show this ID? Why do I have to sign this? It's for your protection. You know, I, I have the uh, credit card companies call me and say, oh, i got some activity on your account in New York, and I happen to be in Minnesota. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for that red flag because it wasn't me. So you have to understand a little inconvenience sometimes is for your protection. And, and I've had a situation where a client would call me directly as the chief compliance officer. They didn't call their rep. They called me directly and say, sir, I don't understand my statement. Can you help me? As soon as I saw the statement, I knew it was a forgery, and I was on the plane the very next day looking out for their best interests. By the way, you never, ever want Loyal to call you and say, I'm landing at the airport. I'm coming to see you. That is not a good call, guys. No, but, you know, uh, for years, compliance has also been called the sales prevention department. I hear you there. And I gripe and moan every day about the volume of reports that I've got to send up to Loyal's office. Right. Constantly. Yep. And yet, sitting out here in the trenches every day, your staff, sir, is beyond reproach. Because I am every day confronted with something I'm not quite 100% on, and your people are good at it. So thank thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, now that we're all all goody-goody here. (laughs) And that ought to get us a good report for the next six months. Way to go, Jeff. That's great. You know, keep it up. Keep it up. You know, I think what I want to make sure that we close out on is you have an advocate, and that is the compliance officer of a firm. Now, that doesn't mean that every time you go into a firm, you ask to meet the compliance officer. You need to trust the person. But, Loyal, kind of summarize for us here. How How would you talk to the novice investor? They're, they're just not in it. You know, they don't do it every day. Or maybe they just don't quite understand. And somebody says, hey, I can get you 6%, but the market maybe. How do they verify that 6% is not good? You just have to do a little homework. You know, the Internet, in this case, can be your friend. You can get on the Internet and find out what large institutions are paying out on certain investments. 
So you have to do a little homework. You can call the firm itself. Uh, look at the newsletter that, that the firm puts out. Uh, there's a number of different ways. Call into the home office of the firm and see what kind of information you can get that way. You can bypass the rep just to double check, and then once you feel comfortable, you can go back to your rep and continue to do business with them because most of them, most of them are very good people, and they always have people like me that's looking over their shoulder trying to make sure they do the right thing for you. Guys, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I think you've helped our, our listeners find out that there is someone, an advocate. There is someone there to protect them. There is uh, many, many multiple laws that, that are there, multiple agencies. We are a very regulated industry. Thank you, Jeff, for being with us today, man. I Welcome. appreciate what you do at the office. Loyal, I'm always appreciative of you, man. You have done a great job putting things together. Thank, Thank you, you for taking the time. We're in the office today. We're going to be talking to our advisors. I appreciate you very much, man. Thank you very much. Well, if you've been listening to Jim Shoemaker and, of course, Talk Money, Loyal Wilson, Jeff Long has been our guest today. Producer and board operators, Art Frederick. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. And, of course, production assistant, Eleanor Moskovich. And, of course, Mid-South History Moment is read by Rebecca Brazier and written by Drew Johnson. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we're here every Friday helping you make the most of your money. Shoemaker and Jeff Long are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services Incorporated, securities dealer member FINRA SIPC. A registered investment advisor, Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.